This is the show where Eskimos fans get all things green and gold from the man who calls the shots. We're just ready to lace it up and go out there and hit somebody and uh, play physical, disciplined football. This is where one empire gets insight you can't get anywhere else. This is the Eskimos Coaches Show with Jason Moss. Brought to you by Missioner Allen Auctioneering, Canada's largest public automotive and RV auction. Now, with Eskimos head coach Jason Moss, Morley Scott on Eskimos Radio, 630 Chad. Third and ten for the Eskimos. Could be the ball game here. They try to keep this drive alive. Riley. Five yards back, takes the snap and takes the drop. Everybody's going. Riley, he throws and he's got Zilstra at the 22-yard line. First down, Eskimos. He'll swing it out to the outside and it is to the end zone. Touchdown, Eskimos. Darrell Walker with the touchdown and the Eskimos take the lead with less than a minute to go. 30-27, to the Eskimos lead. There's the snap to Ray. Ray throws. I think that one got knocked down. Intercepted. Eskimos intercepted the football. It is Corey Jones back into the lineup. He's got the ball. That will seal the deal with 22 seconds to go. An an absolute thriller for the Eskimos over the uh, Toronto Argonauts on Saturday night on the Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium. 30-27, the final score. The win clinches a playoff spot. Don't know where or against who, but the Eskimos are into the dance. Three games left in Vancouver, home to Calgary, and in Regina will decide the playoff seedings. Uh, We welcome in the head coach of the Edmonton Eskimos, uh, Jason Moss, tonight. And Jason, over the six-game losing streak, I learned to just say hi and not how are you. Tonight, I'll say how are you. I'm doing great. Thank you. Uh, a uh, two-game win streak. Uh, let's let's talk about Saturday night. Uh, I thought a, a tremendous game. Uh, the way I love the way the offense and the defense meshed together. They helped each other out. They made big plays to set each other up all night long. Yeah, we played good complementary football. Um, something that we hadn't been doing uh, over the past month. But uh, definitely that night, I thought we took care of one another. Um, you know, again, it was hard-fought battle against a really good football team on you know a few days rest for us so i was more proud of our guys for physically being able to play that tough uh and come up with the plays when needed and obviously playing it all the way down to the last minute you know of a game like that coming out on the better end of it was just a tremendous feat and obviously put us in put us in the playoff which i'm very proud of our whole organization for being able to do that you, you had a good start but you also needed a good finish uh talk about the last couple of minutes and, and the way things swung there it ended up uh, you get the ball back with three minutes to go on your own 36 yard line uh and that drive uh, i think you got a, some help on a penalty on one but you had two third down conversions one third and two one third and ten before you finally got in the end zone it was a pretty impressive drive kind of reminded me of the seven and oh eskimos to start the year getting the touchdown when you needed it yeah, no, no question. I mean, uh, the, a couple of those plays in that drive were, uh, were in, very instrumental to obviously winning. Um, you know, you know, you're thinking there, the third and 10, one of the best throwing catches I've seen, you know, when it mattered the most. But you watch our old line play, they had a three man rush, and there's nobody in front of Mike. I mean, it's perfect, and he has a great window to throw it. And obviously, Brandon ran a great route, Duke's backside of it, holding, the, holding that backside half. You know, so to help out the play, so it was it was a very good football play accomplished at a, a time in the game that was everything was on the line, and obviously to go ahead and win the game and feel like man that was one of the major plays in it, and then to watch our defense come back on the field with a minute to go, and all they need is a field goal really to tie it up, and they get a couple plays, but then to have John Chick get through the line and put his arm up and freaking knock the ball up, and uh, Corey Jones, you know, to get it. 
sealed for us. But then even before that, Grimes makes a great play just before yeah. that to, to, to get him into that situation. And just our whole defense in general. I mean, we had him limited to 12 points through three quarters. And then they came and made some plays in the fourth. But uh, I thought the pressure was on Ricky all night. I thought, I mean, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback for a reason, but I thought our defense really came to play. And like I said, particularly on people don't give you enough credit when you win on four days rest, but it's very difficult to play a football, very physical football game, you know, on four days rest. And I thought our guys were up to snuff doing that. You mentioned John Chick with the deflection of that pass that got intercepted. He also had a tackle. He had his first sack as an Eskimo. He had a couple of pressures. Uh, clearly his best game, I think, in green and gold. Uh, he had the week off before he, he came back. And I guess from a coaching perspective, perspective you wanted to get him a rest but you also wanted to put a chip on his shoulder I imagine too and it looked like he had both yeah I mean I there was no need to put a chip on his shoulder I think just you know as a competitor I mean John said it it was the first time he's been a healthy scratch for five years I mean that I guess can play with your mind a little bit however you wanted to play with your mind obviously he was a pro about it went about his business all week and practice couldn't tell that he was going to sit and got better that week and took the rest as needed and he came out with some vengeance and uh, played at one heck of a ball game so you know we had a, a rotation going into the the last those three weeks a three-week stretch or three-game stretch and you know our guys played it to perfection and obviously you know he played at an extremely high level all, all game which we were very very happy and pleased with and i know everyone's happy he got a win finally i mean he went he went over with hamilton yeah. and was over with the eskimos i think probably time. the only guy in the league that hadn't tasted victory yet and so after the game we acknowledged it and actually at our team meeting we acknowledged it uh gave him a round of applause because that is a big deal that's got to be tough mentally i think anybody that's gone on losing streaks like we have this year is zero and six to to compound that to zero and 13 would have been a would have been more difficult so uh, kudos to him for staying mentally strong and tough through it and obviously the trade couldn't have been easy on him either you know knowing the type of guy he is he'd like to have rather battled and battled but he came over to us with open arms and obviously took to us uh the way we took to him and it's a good it's a good uh, relationship we have going right now it hasn't taken long to see the effect that cj gable has had on your team go back to uh, his last game with the tie cats and over the last three weeks he's the best running back in the league numbers wise with the numbers he's putting up three straight hundred yard games uh two of them as an eskimo he's got three touchdowns as an eskimo he just seems to add some some confidence and swagger to your offense yeah i mean we've we've said it i think he's one of those guys that if you give him 15 to 20 touches a game, which is normal for a CFL back, he's very capable of turning that into a 100-yard game every night. I mean, he's just he's good with the ball in his hands. He's good at setting up blocks. He's a tough runner. Um, you know, he, he complements our offense extremely well with his pass protection and his catching ability. Um, but his... His ability to get tough yards, and when our O-line opens up something, he hits it. And uh, and when it's not there, he'll stick his nose in there and get what he can. Um, but he also does a tremendous job on counter schemes of setting up the blocks and, and putting linemen on their guys. And uh, that's a knack a back has, and he certainly uh, fits the mold. And obviously confidence in him. I mean, you went, you gave it to the ball to him in that uh, third and two situation when you, you had to convert or you yeah, lose the game. Yeah, it was one of the biggest plays of the game that no one really talks about, you know, but, you know, to be third and two, that's not an easy thing to pick up at the end of the game when they most likely know you're going to run it. Uh, you know, it could, you can always play action or throw it, but when you have confidence in your back and your old line, that's what you end up doing. Um, so, you know, he did, he did a tremendous job sticking his nose in there and making sure we got it, um, you know, by however what it was a football's length uh, and kept the drive alive for us. So 
tremendous job. He's done a great job being a pro coming over here. And again, one of those guys that took to our playbook really quickly and um, you know, obviously he's a great addition to what we do. Eskimos win over the Argos, 30-27. to 27. It's their second straight win. Next, it's the BC Lions Saturday in Vancouver. 8 o'clock is kickoff. Uh, it'll be 6.30 for the countdown to kickoff here on 6.30, Chad. We'll continue with Jason Moss when we come back. It's the Coaches Show for Michener Allen Auctioneering on 6.30, Chad. The Eskimos Coaches Show with Jason Moss. Brought to you by Missioner Allen Auctioneering. We have the selection. You set the price. Now, Morley Scott on Eskimos Radio. 6.30 Chad. Uh, just past quarter to eight, you got about 15 minutes to vote if you haven't done so yet. Please do so. Get out and vote. you got 15 minutes left. Uh, Decision Edmonton coming up at the top of the clock here on 6.30 Chad as uh, Edmonton votes today. Uh, we're in studio with Eskimo head coach Jason Moss on the Coaches Show. Momentum, Jason's a funny thing. Uh, you lose six in a row over uh, seven weeks. You win two straight over five days and things, uh, as I said earlier when I was talking to Reed, I know you've always been a confident team and a confident group, but things change in a hurry when you go from losing six in a row to winning two in a row in that quick of a stretch. Yeah, I mean, obviously momentum is real. I said it last week just like that. I mean, uh, there's nothing that can cure anything like a win. And, um, you know, when you're when you're losing, you're always searching. You're, you know, it's a human nature to want to find an answer. Um, and I felt like we were playing very good football the last three weeks of our losing streak. And obviously, I don't know how much has changed, to be quite honest with you, watching our team play the last two weeks. We were just making more plays. I felt like our our the way we structure things, the way we go about our business has been the same. It's just our guys have found a way to execute at a higher level and and make more plays and uh it's obviously uh better to be around better better to be around all together when you're when you're doing stuff like that uh we talked to you the day before the game and uh you were telling us what a difference you expected to have in your lineup defensively with brandon thompson in and uh and corey jones both played well i mean brandon had five defensive tackles to to lead tie for the team lead and of course uh, corey was there at the end with the big interception both guys played a pretty major role in the game yeah, no, they did, and, uh, you know, that's to be expected. Those are guys that we count on. Uh, you know, Corey Jones took over for J.C. He was the first backer playing, and, you know, we, we went on a, a really good streak, and that takes nothing away from Hoff and takes nothing away from anybody else that's played for us. It's just Corey was the first one in there and did some really good things while he was in there, and he was sorely missed. And really our ratio has not allowed American backer to stay in that position because we've had to shuffle guys in and out so much. So when our DNs go in, our American backer comes off. So, you know, to have Corey in there more often and this next week to possibly have one of them stay on the field for the entire game will be a huge lift for us. So, you know, I think, uh, you know, Corey's a, a good player. He's played well for us. And then you look at Brandon Thompson, I think, since he's come over to us late in last year he's been nothing but to me an all-star caliber player so he's always good to have in the lineup you got maybe two all-stars out of that halfback spot guys who haven't played all year because of injuries and and uh, aaron grimes being in the nfl grimes has been he was so good i thought he made so many good plays on saturday uh 15 tackles in the last two games he's just he's a tremendous football player i mean we knew it when we got him back what a what a confidence booster it'd be for a morale booster it'd be for a locker room and um, he just, I mean, he flies around the field. He plays the game the way you want it to be played at an extremely fast level. He's very confident. He tackles well for as a DB. Um, he's fearless. I mean, he looks to make a play at that, that spot, which is what you want. And, uh, 
I think he, to a T, he played some of those plays in that game at such a high level. It was awesome, awesome to watch. The Mike Riley touchdown, how does that impact a bench? How does that impact a team, the way he scored that touchdown? I think it says a lot. I mean, I think it does a lot for your team. I think anytime your quarterback's willing to to throw his body around and, and uh, have no care for it and just go and do that, uh, shows what he, that he's into the game and he wants to win at all costs. And uh, particularly going up against at the goal line, the guy that knocked him out of the game the previous game, so or ended our game against him the previous time we played him. So, you know, I think that was one of those statement runs, one of those uh, one of those runs that Michael probably looked back on the end of his career and and be very proud of. And I think the rest of our team obviously rallies behind that kind of stuff. And we kept that lead for quite a long time in that game with that momentum that he created. Let me throw an unsung hero at you, uh, James Tuck. Yep. Nine special teams tackles in the last four games. He had, I think he had three or two on, on Saturday night. He's a guy who's come into the lineup, and you don't notice him until he's making a big tackle on special teams. Well, I would I would say to everybody else, he'd probably be an unsung hero, but to, to our team, he's won the special teams player of the week twice since he's been coming aboard. Um, you know, last week I showed a play of his, uh, an effort, or two weeks ago I showed an effort play, um, and it was an effort play, but it was more of a watching film play, asking the team to to last uh, talk out loud. How did you diagnose that play so quickly? And he told the team how much film study he was doing, that he recognized it. Same thing this week. Martiz Jackson gets a punt return, going on their sidelines, and who comes out of nowhere and makes the tackle is Tuck. I mean, when you watch that play, I'm going to show it to our team tomorrow morning uh, to start our week and just show what effort's all about and want to's all about. But again, he was in the right place at the right time because he recognized something too and just took off. And, uh, you know, he's been a tremendous addition um, to our football club and a guy that, you know, plays the game the right way and someone I'm very, very proud that he's with us right now. Eskimo head coach Jason Moss with us on the Coaches Show. We'll take a break and uh, we'll come back and finish up talking about uh, heading to Vancouver and the BC Lions on Saturday night. Uh, this is the Eskimos Coaches Show on 630 Chet. <laughs> The Eskimos Coaches Show with Jason Moss. Brought to you by Missioner Allen Auctioneering. We have the selection. You set the price. Now, Morley Scott on Eskimos Radio, 630 Chad. Eskimos are heading to uh, Vancouver to play the BC Lions on Saturday night. We, of course, have it for you here on 6.30. Chet, it'll be an 8 o'clock start, uh, 6.30 for the countdown to kick off. Uh, Jason Moss for a couple of more moments in studio here before we uh, head off to a decision Edmonton. Uh, before we get to BC, Jason, uh, tell me the genesis of that uh, short kick to start the second half. We had uh, talked about it for a while. Um, you know, the way we've been doing our kickoffs, obviously teams are susceptible to it at times, and you know, we were going to do it the previous week, to be quite honest with you, and it never seemed to be a great moment. But uh, going into this game, I told Corey if the opportunity presented itself that uh, I kind of owed the special teams that, that opportunity. So at halftime, you know, I, I told Corey we're going to do it. We're going to come out being aggressive. Uh, the worst thing that can happen is we don't recover and our defense got to hold, hold strong. And so once we kind of made that known, the guys got fired up about it and felt like if Hugh made a good kick, that the play was there and we just need to execute it from there. And Corey obviously comes up with it, but there was about, whatever, it was eight guys right around it. So it was, yeah. it was awesome. Yeah, there was a couple of plays like that with guys jumping on footballs and trying to find it. You didn't know who had it until yeah. you had to watch for a few seconds to see who come up with it. Uh, yeah. Interesting game for sure. Uh, Vancouver, uh, BC Lions on, on Saturday night. Uh, are you 
what do you get from the BC Lions? Do you think uh, they're a team? They, they, I think they could be officially eliminated. Yeah, by they the time could. They could definitely play. be officially eliminated, which shouldn't change what they, you know, going into that game. They have game planned all week, and you know, will they be a little bit looser if they possibly are out of it? Who knows? Will they try more trick things or do different things or go for it more? I don't know. Let. But I, I know they want to win a football game, and they're professionals. So we're preparing going in. We're going to get the best BC Lions, the teams that's, you know, expecting there to be a lot to play for in that game. Um, you know, so they're playing at home. Last year we went into that place and didn't play as good as we needed to play and got beat. So uh, we'll be ready to play. I know that. I know they present different challenges. I know on offense they're the number one team in the red zone, so you got to be aware of them in the red zone. I know on defense they give up 28 percent on second and long conversion so they're very hard to go against defensively on second down um, special teams are always dangerous as long as Rainey's back there um, you know so they present challenges and we got to be up to our best to be, to be ready to play them now that you've clinched a playoff spot do you manage anything differently over the last three games not really I mean we're going to play our healthy bodies and try to get guys that we feel are going to be playing in the playoffs ready to play but everybody's got to have a hand in that because you know at the end of the day we want to be playing our best at the end of the year so continuity uh, is part of that but also depth and experience is part of that so you know um, each game is going to possibly be different for us too scenario wise you know so once we can no longer improve our standings you know then we might play things differently but as long as we have the opportunity to get to second place and have a home playoff game that's what we're looking for so you know we're going to be striving to be playing our best football down the stretch and it looks like uh, quickly it looks like you're going to be able to add some healthy more, more healthy bodies to the lineup this week yeah there's a couple of guys that most likely come off uh, Arjun will come off and uh, Sol Fidel there will be two of the healthy bodies that we get back uh, whether we choose to play them or not you'll be remain to be seen but uh, there's a good chance all right jason thanks for this appreciate it uh, as always uh good luck this week and uh we'll talk to you later thank you that is uh, eskimos head coach uh, jason moss the eskimos will be uh, in vancouver to play the bc lions on uh, saturday night we have it for you here it's an eight o'clock start uh, 6.30 for the countdown to kickoff here on 6.30. Ched, uh, we will have more as we, uh, of course, get closer to that football game as well. That's it for the Coaches Show tonight. For uh, Mentioner Alan Auctioneering, my name is Morley Scott. Thanks for listening. Decision Edmonton is next. The Eskimos Coaches Show with Jason Moss. Brought to you by Missioner Allen Auctioneering. We have the selection. You set the price. On Eskimos Radio, 630 Chad.